last time I talked about 2 Timothy 2.15 where Paul tells Timothy to rightly divide the word of truth or to correctly handle the word or correctly explain the word of truth. I think if we're rightly dividing God's word, if we're correctly explaining and teaching um, as pastors and teachers or even personally as we're studying and reading God's word, um, there's a right and a wrong way to do that. And I think if we're doing that rightly, then we're going to be discovering uh, Jesus as the ultimate point, that he is what scripture is ultimately testifying to and what the word of truth really is all about. And so Paul is telling Timothy to rightly divide, rightly explain, correctly handle the word of truth. And so this, again, has application to um, anybody that is teaching and preaching or uh, just anybody that's studying and reading and, and personally consuming the word, that there's a right and a wrong way to do that. If you look into the word for word that Paul uses here, the Greek word that he used is logos or logos, and that has to do with God's, uh, God's mind, God's uh, expression or communication. And so I think at the core of that word has to do with God's expression of himself, his communication of himself. God's word is all about him communicating to us who he is. He's communicating uh, what his thoughts are, what his heart is. And so I think that's really significant when you consider uh, the scripture, John 1, 1 through 4, where John says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning, through him the word, all things were made, and without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. And so we know that this is talking about Jesus, that Jesus uh, is the word of God. And the word here that John uses, again, for word, is the same word that Paul used, which is logos or logos, which... Again, it has to do with God's expression and communication of himself. And so John says that Jesus himself is the word. He is the logos of God. He is God's expression or communication to the world that in Jesus, God has fully and perfectly communicated who he is. And so I think that's at the core of what John is trying to get at when he says that Jesus is the Word or the Logos. In Hebrews 1, 1 through 2, it says that in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things. And so I think this is expressing the same thing that uh, John 1 is, um, that God has spoken in these last days, the place, the location, if you will, that he has communicated, that he has put all that he has to say to mankind, um, the place that he has communicated that in is uh, in his son or by his son. Um, in the past, he spoke many times in various ways. He spoke in a variety of ways. But the primary way today that he speaks or communicates to people is by his son. And this goes right back, I think, to Jesus being the, the word of God or the communication, the expression, the perfect uh, explanation um, of God, of himself 
to mankind. And so again, we're answering the question of what does it mean to rightly divide uh, God's word? How do we do that? How do we know we're doing that? And, and I think when you consider those other scriptures that we just read, um, it's really significant that this word here is logos. We know that Jesus is the logos of God. He is the communication of God. And so he is at the heart, at the center of what God has and is communicating in his word, that Jesus is the ultimate thing, the ultimate point that God wants to get across through his word of truth. Um, and I think that goes along with what Jesus says when he says, I am the way, the truth and the life. So Jesus himself is the embodiment of all of God's truth, that it is in the person of Christ that God has put all the truth, the clear communication of himself. In Hebrews 4.12, uh, it says the word of God, and this word here, again, is the same word that Paul used and John used in, in John 1. It's that word logos, and it says that the logos, the word of God, is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And so the word of God, the communication, the true communication of God, its purpose, what it does, what it accomplishes, when we are rightly handling uh, God's word, when we're rightly teaching it, and we're, when we're rightly consuming it personally, that it should bring a division of our soul and spirit, that our, our own uh, emotions, our own understanding, our own human will should be uh, separated from our spirit man, our inner man. And so the purpose of God's communication is to do that, to bring a division um, between what is earthly, what is purely rooted in the flesh and, and uh, the energy of, of the flesh, and what comes from God, what is birthed from the Spirit. And it's interesting, again, that this is that same word, logos, that at the core of how we can make sure that we're preaching and handling God's Word in a way that it's bringing a division of soul and spirit, and it's not simply uh, producing uh, a fleshly result, but it's actually giving birth to something that is spiritual, um, at the core of that is Jesus as the Logos of God, that he himself is the one who brings that division. I think he's at the heart and center of, of what it means to, to find that division, is are we finding Jesus as, as the substance of the Word of God? So we know that there is an incorrect way to divide God's Word. There's a wrong way to divide it, and there's a wrong way to handle God's Word. And I think what, what is at the core of that is that there's an unspiritual way to handle his word and an unspiritual way to uh, explain it, that we can approach God's word with a reliance on human understanding, on human wisdom, and something as good as reading God's word and studying it and teaching and preaching it, that we can do that separate from the power of the Spirit. We can do that in a way where we are actually disconnected from the life of God as we are doing that. And so I think that goes back to what Paul is trying to admonish Timothy to make sure he's not doing, is that as he's dividing God's Word, he's doing it in a spiritual way, that he has a spiritual mind, that he's not sourcing from his, his soul or his 
or merely from human wisdom, human understanding, and, and his flesh, uh, the old man. And so Jesus' centeredness determines whether we are uh, spiritual or natural and worldly and of the flesh, like, like Paul talks about multiple times in the New Testament. And this goes back to a scripture that I mentioned last time, uh, Revelation 19.10, where the angel is, is speaking to John, and John it says that, uh, he fell at, at the feet of the angel when he was seeing all these uh, powerful revelations, that uh, he, he ended up falling at the feet of the angel and worshiped him. But the angel said to John, don't do that, I am a fellow servant with you and, and with your brothers and sisters who hold to the testimony of Jesus. And then he says, worship God, for it is the spirit of prophecy who bears witness or bears testimony to Jesus. And so the ultimate goal of the spirit is to communicate Jesus, to testify about him and to bear witness to us of who he is for us. In John 5.39, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and he says that you search the scriptures because you think that in them, in the scriptures, that you have life. But it is these, it is the scriptures that are testifying about me. So again, Jesus is saying that the ultimate point of God's word, the word of truth, what it's pointing to, what God ultimately wants to get across through his scriptures, through the word of truth, is to testify about his son and to communicate his son, to get us to focus in upon uh, the person of Christ. And so I think it can be confidently said that if we are rightly dividing God's word, if we're rightly handling it, then in some form we should be arriving at a Jesus-centeredness if Jesus himself is the word, he himself is the logos of the truth, the word of the truth, then how could we be doing anything other than in some form uh, making it a goal to arrive at Christ, to arrive at the very person of Jesus? Because it is the word of God, it's Jesus who is uh, the one who brings that, that division of soul and spirit he is the, the word of God who is sharper than a two-edged sword, who when we receive him, when we embrace him personally, and when we preach him and proclaim him to others, it's, it's the person of Christ that God has provided to bring a division, to bring people out of the darkness of the flesh, the darkness of uh, purely human understanding, and to lift them up out of that into the understanding of the spirit. Jesus is the, the one who brings that division. Jesus says in John 6 that unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, then you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. And so the way that Jesus says to determine whether what you are doing, whatever Christian activities you are doing, whether that's reading, studying the word, preaching the word, or, or just any aspect of how you are attempting to walk before God, he says what determines whether you have life, spiritual life, in those activities or not, is whether you are drinking and eating uh, the blood of Jesus. And he says if you 
are not doing that, then you have no life in you. And so having spiritual life is absolutely dependent on, by faith, um, embracing uh, the Son of Man, embracing and consuming uh, God's Word, God's Logos, the expression of who God is. We have to be embracing that for ourselves. We have to be embracing all that the blood of Jesus being poured out accomplished for us. And we have to be embracing all that the breaking of Jesus's flesh, uh, the breaking of his body, all that that accomplished for us. That when that happened, Jesus says, it is finished and I have accomplished all things for you. Now he says, receive that as a free gift. And only as we are doing that, only as we are consuming all of that, the truth and the promises of God that are in Christ, um, only as we are eating the the logos, the bread, the word of God, Jesus, who is the bread from heaven, the expression, the communication of God from heaven um, of himself, as we are eating that um, by faith, as we are eating and drinking the Son of Man, that that is what determines whether there is spiritual life in us and in our Christian activities or not. And so again, going back to our verse, 2 Timothy 2.15, uh, Jesus, again, the word is at the core of what determines whether there is life, spiritual life in our division of the word of God. Uh, it is that embracing and eating Jesus's flesh and drinking his blood that determines whether there is a correct handling of God's word going on. And so a couple of questions to sum up um, this encouragement and exhortation I want to give is that in your teaching and preaching, um, as you are imparting the Word of God, dividing the Word of God, um, are you imparting the person of Christ? Is is it Jesus that you are feeding to people? Is he the one that you are, are you imparting his flesh and his blood um, by imparting the truth of who he is to people? Is that the goal? Is that the, the end game, I guess, uh, in your preaching or teaching? Or are you imparting methods which are uh, rooted in human wisdom, good Christian principles, or, or even uh, we can just give people good information in, in our um, preaching the word. It's possible just to give good information and, and to be imparting to people a variety of things, but ultimately um, not imparting to them spiritual life, which, which can only come from an impartation of the person of Jesus. And then again, in your own studying of the scriptures, are you consuming Jesus or are you finding that it is him in your studying and consuming of the word that you are eating and drinking or are you coming away with something else, something that, that really isn't uh, energized by the life of the spirit? And so again, I think what this comes down to is the difference between activities that are spiritually alive and activities that are just dead, that things that are lifeless, that don't really have the life of God in them, that again have an appearance of wisdom, but ultimately are just empty shells with an appearance of things that are good, but are not energized by uh, the life of the Spirit. And as we've seen, it is Jesus who brings that right division. It is a Christ focus, knowing Jesus as the Logos of God, the communication of God, the ultimate point and purpose of God for us, the focus that he wants to bring us to, um, that I think is is what divides, that brings that division um, between a right division of God's word of truth and a wrong division. Mm -hmm.